It's 12.09, Jeff Wick, WTMJ. All right, my first time on the air since the Sterling Brown video circulated. Let me share my thoughts in general with you, then we're going to open up the lines and we will talk about it. I approach this from a couple of things. First of all, I think it is almost impossible to evaluate the, the Sterling Brown interaction with the police without knowing the context. And we still don't know the full context. Here's what I mean. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. The area where this occurred is a crime-plagued area. They have problems with break-ins. They have problems with things like prostitution. Um, it, it is it is an issue. It is an area that is challenged. So now you're the cops. You roll up on this car, which is parked outside the 24-hour Walgreens illegally in two of two handicapped spots, and the police officer begins his investigation. Um, I think you can you, you can't hear exactly the interaction, but I think it's fair to say that Sterling Brown, while in my opinion not combative, is not exactly forthcoming with the police officers about what he's doing there at the time. And, and so this then sets the chain of events in motion, which ultimately leads to eight police officers showing up and, and him him being tasered. I, I do think there is some context. And I guess I look at this in a couple perspectives. First of all, I, I think had Sterling Brown been more forthcoming with the police about what he was doing there and had he been more compliant, this would not have happened. I believe that. At the same time, based on what I'm able to see in the videotape, it doesn't look to me like there's any justification for what the police do, which is escalating the situation by using the taser. All right, that's that's kind of how I look at it. Looked to me like a police overreaction, but I, I think that there is blame to go around. And again, it would be nice if the police were more the police and the police chief and whoever. It would be nice if people were a little bit more forthcoming about you know all the details. You know what was going on here. Where was this investigation leading? Why Why was Sterling Brown there? All those different types of things, which I would assume will come out at some point in time. But so far, you know, nobody is talking about any of those. But I watched the videotape, and candidly, I'm pro-police. I, I, I think while Brown did nothing to help himself, I, I didn't see anything on that tape that to me justified the escalation of of, of force, the necessity to you, especially since there were so many officers around, to, to use the, the taser. If they wanted to take him into custody, you could have done it by other means. And so that that's kind of my assessment of this. You'd like to have the full context. I don't understand why they're not releasing all those details, who they're trying to protect. But at the same time, I, I, I look at that, and the, the tasing looks to me like it is is over the top. Now, so that, that's how I look at this. But it is interesting. At the same time, we are, and I mean we, I'm talking about the, the media, the local media, the national media, you know, talking about you know this particular incident and the police reaction to it. It was, and you, of course you've got members, I'm looking, members at the Common Council, you know, talking about how they need more information. Some officers need to be fired in connection with this, and, you know, we have to, you know, figure out how to, you know, move forward, public embarrassing incident, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and you have people expressing, you know, different degrees of, of outrage at, you know, what ended up happening to, to Sterling Brown. And that, that's been the story of the last 24 hours. Um, within the last 24 hours, there, there's been a, a criminal complaint that's been issued in connection with the murder of a 15-year-old boy named Dennis King. 
Um, if, if you haven't been following this, King went missing on May 11th. His mother told police that she knew her son had friends in the area of North 12th Street and West Keefe Avenue. According to the criminal complaint, there's a guy named Malik Terrell who has now been charged with first-degree intentional homicide in the death of this 15-year-old. Um, according to the criminal complaint, he and his relatives believed that this 15-year-old knew a guy named Jermaine, a person they suspected of stealing a video game system. Uh, Terrell brought the teenager to a home on May 11th to try to get him to talk about the alleged theft and tell him where Jermaine could be found. He then attacked the 15-year-old with a hammer, repeatedly beating him with a hammer. His brother and half-brother were present at the time, so they're torturing this 15-year-old. At one point, um, Terrell, that would be the murderer, told his relatives to lock him outside the house so he could force his way back inside, apparently to make it look like a home invasion. Terrell then called 911 and reported Jermaine and an accomplice had broken in and robbed them at gunpoint, taking the gaming system. He identified himself by his full name. Okay, he's not the smartest light bulb in the drawer. Gave the address on North 12th Street and said he had detained Dennis King. The caller became irate and ended the 911 call by simply stating he was going to kill the person he had detained. Meanwhile, back inside the house, Terrell told his half-brother to go find some lighter fluid. When the half-brother returned, he saw Terrell stabbing the 15-year-old to death in the neck. The half-brother left. Another brother who witnessed the beating later told the half-brother that he had helped Terrell move the teen's body to a vacant house using a garbage cart, and they had burned his body. Huh. Now, this is all because they thought the 15-year-old knew somebody who had been responsible for the theft of the video game system. So the, the torturer, the murderer, has now been charged. In addition, the mother, his mother and half-brother, have been charged with aiding in the crime and the attempted cover-up. Now, we, we have these two stories that, that are going on. One is the use of the taser on the Milwaukee Bucks player. And like I say, based on what I see in the videotape, it seems to me that that was, that was excessive given what was going on, even though I, I, I don't think that the Bucks player was necessarily fully compliant. But do I think he deserved to be tased? The answer is no. All right. People are outraged about that. At the same time, you have a 15-year-old who is essentially kidnapped, tortured, killed, whose body is dumped in a house that is then set on fire. And I, I hear no outrage at all from elected officials. I, I don't hear the common council, you know, calling on the, these, the outrage and calling on, you know, increased penalties and calling on the need to do things to stop this type of crime. Instead, you know, we're talking about this interaction between a Bucks player and between a series of cops and what I think could fairly be described as an overreaction by at least one of the police officers who looked to me like he had an attitude when he pulled up and didn't like the attitude the professional basketball player had. Okay, I, I get it, and I understand that people are upset about that. But in the grand scheme of things, what does it say about our priorities that we're spending all this time talking about this interaction and the use of a taser when at the same time you know, we have, we have 15-year-old children being kidnapped, 
tortured and then killed and then their bodies burned in the city of Milwaukee. 414-799-1620, that is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, seems to me our priorities are a tad out of whack. Just saying. 414-799-1620, if you want to react to that or any aspect of the Sterling Brown case, I am more than willing to discuss it with you. 414-799-1620, that's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I think the whole case has been candidly mishandled from the beginning on all different levels, but that's kind of how I see it. I, I think... He was not necessarily compliant. The police overreacted. But I'm a lot more troubled with the fact that you've got 15-year-olds being abducted and beaten to death and left in a burned building, maybe then this particular interaction. I don't hear the alderman talking about that. It's one eight. It's 1218. We discuss next. If you're on the line, please hold on. 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. 1221, Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Okay, breaking news. Uh, the Journal Sentinel is announcing... They say they know what the discipline, at least, of some of the officers are. The first officer who confronted Brown on January 26th in the middle of the night outside the Walgreens was suspended for two days. Uh, the two supervising officers, the sergeants who came to the scene later, received 15- and 10-day suspensions. Others were reprimanded. This is far from some people demanding that they be fired and things like that. And you know what? This strikes me as being about appropriate. Um I think the police overreacted to the situation. I think there is some blame to go around. But I, I think that's about the right response for what happened here. Some people are going to want blood. I don't think this case deserves that. And my other point was, all right, we can talk about this. But let's also perhaps talk about the larger situation. And Maybe can we have as much outrage about the 15-year-old who was kidnapped, beaten to death with a hammer, whose body was dumped in a vacant building that was subsequently set on fire? Can we maybe be as outraged about that as this? Just asking. 414-799-1620. Let's start with Mike in Greenfield. Mike, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Mike. Hey, good Hi, Mike. afternoon, Jeff. What do you think? I think regardless of, of gender or creed, you know, race, religion, economic status, you know, there should be equal justice for everybody. I just think that media is expounding on the fact that we have a professional athlete, you know, more higher profile, and that's pretty much what they're doing. They're just, you know, it's all about selling, and it's about, you know, it's revenue. And if it generates any kind of revenue, they're going to expound on more sensationalism, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever event's happening. And you know something, Jeff? I've lived here my whole life, I think, such as you have. And mm -hmm. my, my, this is my take. With Milwaukee is a great city. I think it's got had it's gotten a bad rap for being a you know one of the most segregated cities you know in the United States, and it's been like that for a while. So this doesn't help at all as far as the PR goes. But yeah. you got to remember too that there was a a, a a black gentleman punched at Mayfair Mall too, and that was a little bit different, different of a story and, and different outcome. But all in all, Milwaukee shouldn't be getting this bad rap segregated city to sell to sell papers and revenue and advertising and all that other good stuff. Yeah, well right think well and it, see and it's not just it's not just the media. I mean it, it's I mean, this starts with the, the mayor coming out saying, well we're gonna be releasing this and we want everybody to be calm and I, I'm not gonna prejudge this but I think it's pretty bad. What the hell was Barrett doing? I, I still it's just the way that they, they've handled this. The police chief who's ducking questions on all this and again I, I, I don't I, I'm pro-police, but I don't have a problem with saying things when I when I think 
there is an overreaction. The police are not perfect. And that that's kind of my take. I look at this video. Um, again, it would be nice if people would come out with the context of, you know, what what exact what was the guy do, what was Sterling Brown doing there? You know, could that maybe inform why he was I, why he, he kind of had a little bit of an attitude, but I, but I, it doesn't look to me like he needed to be tased. And I think that they, they exceeded it. And I, you, you've now seen some of this punishment that's out there, but all this outrage. Oh my goodness. This is terrible. The national story. And at the same time, okay, maybe we should just really focus on what the really big stories are, which is, for example, 15 year olds being, you know, murdered with hammers and, you know, dumped in buildings and burned because at the end of the day, Sterling Brown, and I, I'm not justifying what happened to him. All right, cops get suspended. That's fine. He's playing basketball at the end of that night. 414-799-1620. Let's talk to, um, let's see, Paul in Kenosha. Paul, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Uh, yes, I think you for taking my call. Yes, and uh, that previous caller pretty much spilled my ID, and that's pretty much it. Um, okay. All right. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. Patty in Milwaukee. Patty or WTMJ. Hello. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Patty. I have two comments. Number one, um, the crime that you just described. Mm-hmm. The first time I've heard of this crime, and I believe that uh, it just exemplifies the double standard that is Milwaukee. If that was a white family, it would have been on the front page of the Journal Sentinel and discussed for the last week on all the major cable channels. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I mean, it, now it has been getting a bunch of press coverage, but you you haven't had you you haven't had members of the Common Council, you know, rallying, denouncing the crimes and and things like that. And you know, maybe there's a racial component to it. I don't care about that. I I just think it's an horrific crime, and I think we need we we need to be outraged by the horrific crimes that occur. I am yeah. outraged now yeah. that you brought it to my attention. Yeah. My second comment is I have to uh, apologize by disagreeing with you because I know you're much more esteemed. No, you don't have you don't never have to apologize for disagreeing with me, Patty. It would be boring if we always agreed. You know, what? I wasn't sure. Did you say those suspensions were paid or unpaid? I believe I, I did not say. I believe they're unpaid. Okay, um, a two day suspension uh, for for this kind of embarrassment to the department, mm-hmm. at the very least. But um, but that wasn't the guy that tased him. I, I think the the. Ten-day suspension for tasing someone, mm-hmm. uh, causing bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that, uh, that just by the discourse of their conversation, uh, mocking him, saying, well, what else are you famous for, going to Venus, going right. to the moon, going to Mars? That, that, that kind of, it, it exemplifies an attitude that has no place in public service. At their age, you're not going to legislate it out of them. They, so, so would you have fired him? Yes. You would have, you would have fired him, Brett? Huh. Their job is public service and to, to address the public like that. Now, I understand they have difficulties. I mean, there, there's times when their adrenaline is high, and I certainly can appreciate whatever behavior comes out when your adrenaline is, is really high is totally understandable. But this was a guy who was double parked at 2.30 in the morning. Most likely his car was the only car in the parking lot. It, it didn't even deserve a parking ticket. It deserved, uh, you know, we're just curious. We we need mm-hmm. to ask why you're here. Just tell us why you're here, and then just let them go. Well, I think you know, and, and Patty, I, I I mean, I I can agree with you up to a point. I I mean, I don't. Now, I I think that the part of it too is that that's why it would be nice if everybody was forthcoming about that. 
the context of this. Because keep in mind, areas do make a difference. And this is an area that's been plagued with various criminal activity and problems like, like I say, prostitution and things like that. So I think that's that's why the police are in a heightened investigation. What are you doing at 2 o'clock in the morning in this particular location? So I think that's why it's getting the added scrutiny. I do seriously wonder if Brown had been more forthcoming, might it have just been, okay, you got to move the car? Or, you know, could one of the officers, particularly the first one on the scene, was he just looking to get in an argument and looking for trouble? And I think, you know, you, you can disagree and people can talk about that sort of thing. But, I mean, that's what I say when I think you need the context. Firing the officers, I think, would be excessive. Um, we continue the conversation. If you're on the line, please hold on. 1228, Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. 1236, Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Let's look at a couple texts. Eileen in Milwaukee doesn't think... I'm being fair to compare the lack of reaction to the brutal murder of the 15-year-old to the political reaction to what happened in the Sterling Brown case. She says, uh, to tase a man, to tase and manhandle a man over a traffic violation, a private parking lot. These officers did not serve to protect the public. They were looking for a fight. Um, let's see, another text. Uh, if he would have kept his mouth shut and done as he told, then he would not have gotten tased. Um, let's see, another text. As a retired officer and one that has been in the hot seat, based on what I saw, the original officer's two-day is probably right. The sergeant that used the taser should have been demoted to patrol and suspended. The other, other sergeant should have been suspended. So essentially, retired police officer saying they, they think the punishment is generally right. Um, let's see. Uh Let's see. Uh, the question is that Walgreens is at a 24-hour open location. Yes, it was. Uh, just curious, he might have had a reason to be there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I, I think that that's fair, and I think that's one of the questions that you know it would be interesting to see if it becomes public in the reports as to what what he was doing there and whether that possibly informed his response and all. Look, I I, I don't think anybody's covered with glory here, and I mean, I I understand that the police. I, I think the it does. From some of the interaction, it looks like at least a couple of the police are spoiling for a fight. And then you got eight people that are showing up. And this is one of these examples of how this escalated. And like I say, I, I don't think I did not see anything in that video which would have justified the use of, of the taser. At the same time, I do think we need a little bit of perspective on this, given, you know, the, the outrage that we should have about other stuff that's going on in the community. Let's talk to Ben in Milwaukee. Ben, you're on WTMJ. Hello. Hi, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. What do you think about all this? Well, I think you're right uh, with the officers being punished as they were. And I also think that Sterling Brown, this is a good time for him to show that he's a bigger man and like forgive the officers and then ask them, like, hey, how can we work together to make this situation not happening and what can I do to help that? And then maybe stuff like the murder of that 15-year-old may not happen because you have uh, somebody with a bigger platform who is able to speak out to some of these kids and maybe mm-hmm. make an impact with them. Yeah, I mean, I, and again, I, I, I mean, I was I was watching uh, national sports shows last night, and this this was not necessarily the lead story, but this was covered in all these stories. I mean, I understand because it's white police officers and it's a black professional athlete and all this, you know, it's getting the attention and it's, you know, we're all, we're focused on, you know, is this another example of race relations? But, you know, at the same time, I I thought a lot of people were wrong here, including the the police. And I, I just hate to see us distracted 
and you know by by things like this, and I think it's a legitimate issue. But at the same time, there's so many bigger crime issues. I I would love to have the mayor and the police chief and all these aldermen. I'd love to have them have a news conferences denouncing the out of control violence that is going on in many of their districts. That's that's what I think we really should be focusing on if we want to make the community better. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I have a young daughter, and I'm sometimes um, leery of traveling and going to some parts of Milwaukee because I don't know what kind of violence there's going to be mm-hmm. or what might spark. Like I'm more inclined to uh, take my family and move them away from Milwaukee because I don't I don't trust the city as a whole. Well, well, right, exactly. Thanks, and, and it's it's beyond just you. Are you worried about you know an interaction with the police? No, you're you're worried that you're you're gonna be carjacked. You're worried that you know you're going to be you know robbed. You're worried that you're going to be shot. I mean, th- those are, are are the issues. And 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 yes, this is an unfortunate reaction that happened. And yes, I think again, I think some police officers overreacted to this. And yes, I think there deserves to be some certain suspensions or things like that. But 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 my goodness gracious. You know, these aldermen who are out there, you know, pontificating about this and all the statements that are coming out. You know, maybe you should start turning your attention to some of what I think arguably are as significant, if if not at least a lot more significant things like kids getting murdered on a regular basis on the streets of Milwaukee. Car thefts, which are so common that they don't even make the news anymore because they occur. Carjackings on a regular basis, high-speed chases, all these different types of things. Start talking about the people that are perpetrating those things, and and maybe, just maybe, you know, we, we can start getting into an environment where people want to cooperate with the police. And again, I, I'm not defending, you know, what happened in this particular situation. I think there was an overreaction all around, but... Let's let's view the big picture of this. I'm sure more details will emerge at some point in time. We're starting to learn the discipline. Um, again, I, I think the sooner they release all the police reports on this, the sooner the community gets behind and is able to put something like this behind them. Nobody lost their lives. Sterling Brown shouldn't have been tasered, but he was playing basketball later on that night. And so that's, I think, the perspective you need to have on this. 